Dio, Dio. Jojo. It's literally never gonna get old. No, it's until the day that YouTube until the day that I die. Yeah, and I take you with me as you must, just like Dio and Jojo. Yeah, it'll it'll never get old. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's that's who we are. That's what it is. That's what Jojo's world is all about. Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's world. Morning. Good morning, Jojo's world. Now, everyone, did we all do our homework on hot lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking hot lemonade news. So it's not Sprite that's going out of business. Okay. Is it Solo? Is no. It Lyft? It's Lyft. Lyft. They're replacing Lyft with Lyft Plus. Shut up. Okay, moving no, on. No, no. This is like Crystal Pepsi, New Coke bullshit and no, no, no patience No, so they're it. replacing it with Sprite Plus, which contains caffeine. Lyft Plus. Is it Lyft Plus or Sprite? You just said Lyft. You just said it's But not... I might have gotten it wrong. Fuck's sake. I'll look it up later. This is our Soda Arguments <laughs> podcast, JoJo's World, where today we are recapping... We don't call them sodas here. We call <laughs> them soft drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we are recapping and discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, Part 6, Episode 14, mm -hmm. as part of Batch 2 in the Netflix release model. Ooh. Kiss of Love and Revenge, Part 2. I like that. Mm. I like that as a name. Yes. Is it soft drink because the carbonation shut up. feels shut up. You shut your soft on your hand? <laughs> this episode covers... It's called, it's called soft drink, but it's bloody made from hard water, isn't it? We can't let this go. This is it. This is what we are. Uh, it uh, covers chapters 648 through 651 of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga. Beautiful. We don't have technically any new patrons. Hooray! But I will say... We're stagnating. The goose is loose. The goose is loose. Yeah. The untitled goose. Well, the goose of Hudson, but you know. That's ah, cool. that's a name I recognise from our Twitter following. Yeah. Hello. How you going, buddy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a podcast, baby. That's it. Nick. Yes. I would like to share with you a rare treat in this, these trying times, these unprecedented eras of the COVID-19 pandemic. <gasps> no. Some words of wisdom. No. From our friend, <gasps> your friend, my dad. What? Hirohiko Araki. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay, wait, wait. Is it to do okay. with psychic powers? It is not. Mm. Is it a horrifying tale that's just like very mundane? No, this one is surprisingly mundane and uh, it's got a to be continued that's left me really intrigued because what else could you possibly say? Okay, all right. Hirohika Araki says this hmm. in the uh, author's note for volume seven of Stone Ocean. <laughs> Regarding cell phones... Mm -hmm. It seems like practically everyone owns a cell phone these days. So isn't... We call them mobile phones. Mm -hmm. Of course. So isn't it odd to not have one? I don't think I'm crazy though. It's simply that I don't need one. Firstly, my work makes it so that I'm always stuck in my studio. Secondly, I don't want people to be able to call me anywhere and anytime they feel like it. Especially if it's to tell me banalities. Mm. I admit though... Sorry, I admit that it would be useful to inform someone with whom I have a meeting scheduled that I'll be late, though. To be continued in Volume 8. What? What? <laughs> Nick. Yeah? Mobile phones, what do you think? Are they called mobile phones because you can take them, like, in your caravan? They're called, yeah, you've got a mobile phone in your mobile home and you've got a little baby in a bassinet there with a mobile hanging above it. Mm. And that mobile, made of mobiles. Mm. And that baby is Duncan, Idaho. Oh, I can't hell. remember what that is. Dune. 
Uh, oh yeah Is he the one Who climbs a mountain So good that it's like sex Yes Okay But it's not like Nick's sex Nick's been it's reading just... A lot of Dune recently Well uh, We call it Dune <laughs> Or Dune we call, we call it Dune yeah. here And you'll be uh, You'll I'm be good to know Looking forward to the sequel uh, Yeah I'm, July I'm really just hoping D-U-L-Y. That you only do July <laughs> July Ah <laughs> uh, yes Dooley Yeah I really hope July that... noted <laughs> oh. oh god No I hate that uh. I really hope they only do like the first three books as movies Because I started reading the fourth one and went Wow fuck this Is that the worm one? That's the worm man one Yeah And it's the one and where it sucks. Shit... Yeah it gets real homophobic real fast Oh really? Yeah So apparently This is what I heard Frank Herbert and his son do not have a good relationship Right In the sense they didn't because Frank's dead And the son started writing more books Is that right? Well the son... Uh, was like openly gay, I think, and his dad was oh, like, okay. and, his, and his dad was like, I'm gonna put this in a book that it's a bad thing. Yeah, the worm will tell everyone that it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. But the worm's not a good guy, so it's really confusing to me. But, okay, but he was just like, nah, I'll tell you what, I don't like them gay folk. And his son was like, maybe you're wrong, dad. Wink, wink. He's like, no, they'll never. I don't know what the wink, wink is, there, Nick. I don't know what you're implying. Well, I'm assuming that he didn't come out until much later in his life. Oh, I see. I don't know. Maybe. Well, this is an entirely unfounded assumption. Exactly, isn't it? I mean, continue. Yeah, I mean, Frank Herbert himself also tried to become a worm in real life. Um, by I'm going to do- need more detail on that immediately. So, so he he sort of to become he didn't one have with the access worm. to uh, the spice mm. uh, melange. Yes, but he had access to a lot of paprika. <laughs> <laughs> so he snorted it religiously, um, just to get that wild kind of. And flare if Dune up. taught us anything, it's that religious uh, fanaticism. Fanaticism is wrong, <laughs> all right, but ultimately destructive. Yes. Well. Anything to do with a charismatic leader in general, whether it's government, religion, robots, like having a good friend nearby, it's all bad. It's all bad for you. Everything's bad. Yeah. This is... Except science. June June's World. <laughs> June June's World. Uh, otherwise known as... Uh, Geo. Arrakis. Arrakis, yeah. 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 Hirohiko Arrakis. Hooray! We did it! We threaded the needle after all this time! And there's a lot of thread in this episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh my god, there's so much thread in this episode. (laughs) Nick. Yes. Kiss of Love and Revenge Part 2. What did you think? I liked it, but also fucking bonkers. This one went really quick in the watch, I felt. Like, we got to the end, and I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. High qual- Like, just super good- Super pace. It's a classic stuff. second half of a two-parter episode where it's all action all the time. Yeah. Um, and you don't realise it until you're midway through that's like, oh, it's not over yet. There's still more invisible corpses to be punched. <laughs> we open with um, basically a recap of the events of the story from Poochie's perspective. Mm-hmm. Father Poochie, of course, the antagonist. Ah, uh, naturally. Uh, and we remember, we remember he was speaking to Dio who was like, I figured out how to get in- into heaven and I wrote it in a notebook. What I love is that he says, I figured out how to get into heaven or, or how it to may attain be heaven. It possible to attain heaven. And then he's like, could you be more specific? I I've wrote recorded it in a notebook. notebook. It's like if you go in for like, like if you're at the dentist, right? Okay. And the dentist is like, uh, around here, you've got some problems. And you're like, oh, can you be more, more specific? specific? And they're like, I wrote it in a notebook. Like, and Jodoro Kujo burned that notebook. <laughs> it's now 20 years later. And my teeth suck. Oh, that damn dentist really fucking got me good. So we see in the courtyard the pigeons flying away with yeah, the yeah. disc. So basically, um, 
what we glean from this series of flashbacks and also uh, Sports Max talking to himself later mm-hmm. is that essentially uh, Father Pucci's whole plan in this element of the story is mm-hmm. to empower Sports Max to raise the dead into invisible zombies. Yep. Uh, then leave Dio's bone in the church for him to find, therefore not uh, compromising his identity as the priest because mm-hmm. he communicates through the proxy of his stand. Of course. Uh and has Sportsmax go there to work his mojo on it. Okay. On the bone. Yeah, so that he would get it. We would have an, in, an invisible corpse ghost of Dio. I don't think Father Pucci realises how feral he would be, but <laughs> that seems to be his plan. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It doesn't work. Because no. they kill that guy twice. Yeah. Far too quickly for anyone to realise. <laughs> I've got this special bone of my old friend and I keep it on my person. It doesn't make sense because he's holding the bone while he's talking to Sportsmax. Just have him do it there. <laughs> well, he can't yet. He's still alive. Sportsmax. I guess? Yeah. I guess it doesn't really kick off until he drowns in that sewer pipe. Exactly. He's still learning his abilities, mm. you know? He's like a teenage kid. He's still learning what he's He's going good through at. ghost puberty. Mm. Where you're all invisible, white, and, and translucent. Yep. But to get there, you need to be drowned in a pipe first. Yes. The pipe of capital. The pipe represents hormones. <laughs> and we're drowning in it. Yes. Okay. Foo Fighters has had her leg bitten off by an invisible alligator. Classic. We've all been there. Oh, happened to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hermes and, sorry, uh, jo- Jolene and Foo Fighters are understandably confused about this situation. Mm-hmm. Hermes is hanging from a pipe on the ceiling. They're like, is this a stand attack? She's like, yep. But it's not your fight. It's my fight. It's my fight. Get and also it's here. charging towards you invisibly right now. <gasps> Watch out. So I think Jolene splashes it with blood yep. to make a terrifying looking... Horror she monster. paints it with red blood so that we can see that it's a big old ch- chunky crocodile. And massive teeth. Yep. I think I said last week it looks like the red crocodile from Banjo-Kazooie. Ah, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, she goes to fight it. She's going to go... Uh, it's rearing up to bite. She goes to punch it with her stand, but it tail slaps her across the face. We see the crocodile skin imprint on her cheek uh, as it even surely crushes her cheekbones uh, and sends her flying into the wall. And the blood drips off. It's now invisible. So Jolene does a clever string manoeuvre. Mm. Uh, the like of which we haven't seen since Kakuine got murdered. Oh, yeah. Famously, he did exactly. pretty much the exact same thing. And just like then, it doesn't work. It doesn't not work. Well, she the, was this, thinking... In this instance. Yeah, she was thinking too small. Mm. Uh, so she threads... Um, her, like, she makes a web of thread across uh, objects in the room and uh, interlocking with itself so that when the creature moves... It doesn't work in this instance, but it works later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the creature moves, it'll uh, either touch or break the threads and they can figure out where it is. But she didn't... She foolishly didn't realise... Uh, I'm going to get the quote here. Or just um, forgot, apparently. Well, I mean, why why would this be something you forgot? Well, I mean, it's not a real alligator, Liam. Yeah, true, true. They talk for a while about, like, Sports Max must be close to dying in that pipe. Uh, <laughs> get out of here, get out of here. No, we're here to help you, blah, blah, blah. The threads should vibrate. She explains it like JoJo people do. Yeah. But then a big, a big chunk is ripped out of her shoulder by croc teeth or gator teeth uh. because it's walking on the wall, and I'll quote here, because shit, an invisible corpse has no concept of up and down. It can travel on the floor or the walls. It yeah. didn't know it wasn't supposed to be able to do that, so it can. 
Look, it's basically a ghost. It's like um, the whole thing corpse. in um, the later Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books yeah. where the way to fly is to throw yourself at the ground and miss. And if you think about too hard, <laughs> if you think too hard about the fact that you're flying, uh, it's gravity, gr- yeah, gravity notices and you stop and you fall. Amazing. Amazing. That's what that croc's got going on. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, I don't get it. I'm just a gator, man. And then jump, jump. Up and down it goes. <laughs> yep. T- ch- chomps a huge chomp out of her shoulder. Uh, Hermes is like, no, I'm the one you want. Leaps down. She's falling through the air. We cut to Foo Fighters on the floor. She's backlit by bright white light. And she's like, no, you're wrong. It's my enemy too because it bit my leg off. I'm self-actualizing here. I'm going to fuck that alligator it's up. It's such a dramatic... Dramatic moment, and it cuts to it as Hermes is in midair, and she's talking for so long. <laughs> Literally, she's like, "No, you don't understand. It's it more than a me. personal fight for you. It's a personal fight for me too." Where's my leg in its stomach? Probably. I want it back, and it's for no reason whatsoever. Well, I mean, it bit her leg off. Yeah, but she's just like, like the drama of it is for no reason. Yeah, it's so excessively glorious. Yeah. So she holds out her hand, so it bites her hand, and she's like, aha, now my hand is in your mouth. Turn hand, she does that thing where she turns, um, have we seen this before from human Foo Fighters? Sort of, sort of. Must have come up in the Catch episode. There was something where I think she was shooting things from her fingers, yeah. but it was like at high speed. I can shoot we this maybe from didn't, my hand. Yeah, we maybe didn't see it so in such fine detail. Such mechanical. Or maybe goodness. we did, and we've just forgotten. Yeah. But like the like sort of barrel of a gun forms over her index finger, mm. and she just fires some high velocity streams of plankton down this thing's mouth. Right out of it. And we see in the other room, the taxidermied corpse falls apart. Its head and tail are blown off. Ah, the two bits that you'd be most worried about. I just done killed that gator. I killed him by shooting his corpse that won't his corpse, so his corpse fall off. They all give each other thumbs up. (laughs) I didn't notice that when we were watching. (laughs) You didn't notice it? What? That's a perfectly reasonable thing to do when you kill an alligator. We just killed a ghost. Everyone thumbs up. And then just like some 80s like dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. And we iris in and end of episode Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Foo Fighters pops up That's all folks Friends till the end Prison Prison That's it uh, Quick healing scene uh, As Foo Fighters just like crams the flesh from Jolene's mauled <laughs> shoulder back into the wound And fills it up with plankton I do love that she just goes Is this a piece of your mauled shoulder? Yeah. I hope so, because I'm cramming it in there. She's like, oh, God. Uh, fixes up Hermes's eye. We're all good. Everything's right. Oh, and her finger. Yeah, and her finger works. Mm. Like, yeah. the nerves just reattach. And... and she's like, whoa, plankton. It's just it's just straight up healing now. Like, last time it came up, last episode, there was, like, a nod to it just being, like, filling the wounds so mm. they don't bleed out. Yeah. But nah, we're just, we're just magically fixing Look, this Look, it's all healing all the time. And Hermes brings Foo Fighters a bucket of water so she can replenish herself. Where did it come from? No one cares. They're in a prison. they got facilities. But where'd they get the bucket from, Liam? Janitor closet. What janitor closet? <laughs> it's a prison. Yeah, but they're in kind of an industrial area right now. Like, there's all these pipes. And taxidermy. Yeah, well, it's next to the activity room where Sportsmax learnt taxidermy. <gasps> the buckets can be filled with taxidermy. It's true. It could have been, they could have just been shooting there. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter, and I don't really care. So, they... they Speculate. Mm-hmm. Wild speculation. Conjecture. Hermes, am I correct that we were just attacked by an alligator-like ghost? No, you're completely wrong. We were attacked by an invisible corpse. 
It's not a ghost. Mm. It's an mm. important distinction. Interesting. An interesting but very important distinction. I'm going to quote here. It was way too vicious. It wasn't a ghost, but an invisible corpse. Only a corpse could be that vicious. <laughs> well, I mean, ghosts are just like... <sighs> it's a living dead creature that hunts for blood by instinct. Mm. Max's ability creates the zombies, and then they just do their thing. Mm. Okay. And then they notice that he's busted out of the pipe and he's left. So it's not a ghost, it's a stand thing. It's not, yeah, it's a stand thing and also a zombie thing. Yeah. Invisible zombies. But it's also a ghost, but it's not a ghost. Kinda. Because it's invisible, apparently non-corporeal? No, it's corporeal. Okay, it's corporeal, but invisible. Yep. And, and ghost-ish. In that you can't see it. But it's not a ghost. It's a zombie. It's a zombie. But it's not a zombie because you can't see it. It's an invisible zombie. Yeah. But it's not a zombie, it's a corpse. It's like in that movie Hollow Man, where they filled a zombie full of invisibility serum. What? This is a callback to a conversation I had we had last week, where I erroneously thought that the movie Hollow Man was about an invisible gorilla murdering people. Yeah, but that was like one tiny yeah. section of the film. But like, I thought that Hollow Man wasn't that... The, the Hollow Man is an Australian political satire show. Ugh. Australian political satire shows. Meanwhile, Sports Max is dripping wet and walking through the prison. And he's like, oh, my mission. I gotta get to the chapel, but first I wanna like get cleaned up and maybe fuck a bit. So he goes to like a corridor. It's it's a corridor we saw him travelling through last week with characters we saw him travelling past last week. Uh, uh, there's a guard like just kind of chilling there reading a magazine and he's like, alright, to get through this corridor I'm gonna need to bribe him. Holds up a $20 crisp bill. Or, or Surprisingly away. crisp, given he was <laughs> just saturation. in a sewer. The yeah. guard is reading Automobile Magazine. Just just Automobile Magazine? Automobile, yep, yep, it's just Automobile Magazine. On the back is a picture of an automobile. Of a red car. Hmm. What kind of car? It looks familiar, but I could never name a car. It looks like some kind of RX-7. Boom. Boom. I'm calling it. It's an RX-7. I'm doing it. And there's this woman there. We saw her leaning against the, the same wall in the last yeah. episode. The lower half of her, perfectly normal. The top third of her, excluding the hair, also pretty normal. The hair, that's a JoJo's, baby. She's wearing a lot of fishnet tights. Uh, kind of like a crop top with yeah. like fishnet underneath. And then her hair. She's serving sex worker vibes because that's what she's doing in the prison right now. Well, yeah, she's got sex worker vibes, but also this one. Yeah, Nick little... is fixated on her center up ponytail, which is not um, not especially remarkable to me. In a JoJo sense, maybe. But if that was a normal person, you'd be like, "Oh, hello." No, that's a that that was that 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 had a moment in the style histories. What? No. Yeah. No, it didn't. You telling me that Alfie, sweet, innocent Alfie. I don't know who that is. He's like the kid who's a little bit of hair. Oh, Alfalfa from the Little Rascals. Yeah, Alfalfa. That's his name, not Alfie. Get out of here, Lily Allen's brother. Remember Alfie? He's back. <laughs> In stand form. Well, Alfalfa is like if his hair's it's like a pointing sprout. up. Sprout. Yeah, it's like a sprout of hair that goes up when he's nervous. Look, it? Nick, I'm not especially familiar with the lore of the Little Rascals. I just know that bit from The Simpsons where the joke was Mo used to be one of them. Ah, and Alfalfa was the beloved one or something. I don't Mo was always pushed to the side. So Sports Max is looking at this woman mm -hmm. and he's like, okay, I'm going to quote him here because it's just an insane monologue. It's it's just the, the <laughs> amount of A, lecherousness and B, disregard for humanity. That woman there, perfect timing. She's a bitch type. What was her name? I can't recall it. I'll just call her a bitch. 
It sounds like a conversation with Hideo Kojima where it's like, it's a strand type game. What was the name of the game? It doesn't matter. I'll just call it a strand. What it reminds me of, I remember way back in the day we were talking, I was watching the Japanese reality show Terrace House Boys and Girls in the City. Mm. And I remember they were talking in that, uh, and we discussed this on the podcast, um, about like what kind of girls they liked. And When the hell did we ever this was, talk this about is this? literally years ago. Okay. It's just one of those fragment, one of those rare fragments of conversation that escaped the podcaster's curse. Oh, okay. Um, and I remember like they, they were, they were just dropping these archetypes of women they like. Like one of them just said pure and <laughs> and they all knew what that meant. So yeah. just like just, was it, was it just like pure. Mm, mm. Exact that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming that when in the subtitles he's saying a bitch type, it's kind of along those lines. Yeah, where every single man should know it's like mm, mm. yeah. Every female who's watching is like, what a pig! <laughs> oh my god! And every guy's like, no, 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 you gotta understand, alright? You gotta, look, you gotta, you know, this is guy, okay, this is like, you know, this is men's stuff, you know? This is like criminal element shit, you know? This is what we live for, you know? She's not pure. And we're like, hmm, hmm, yeah, we get it. It's not really what I'm saying, but okay. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous that it's like, yeah, she's a real bitch type. I'll just call her a bitch. You know, um... <laughs> like, what? Bitch type women are strong against uh, water types. Mm -hmm. But water types are often weak against rock type women. Yeah. You know, the ones at concerts. Women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> are, we t are we objectifying... We we've, just, we've just created misogynist Pokemon. <laughs> Someone on Twitter will come to us and be like, Guys, that was a terrible bit. Make it happen. And we were like... Maybe. I'm sure, like, some, like, enterprising creep on the internet has already made this. Oh, Christ. Isn't there, um... Oh, God. Like, <laughs> what's this gonna be? Isn't there some made RPG that does this? I wouldn't be surprised, though I don't know. It's it's like Pokemon, but with, like, f like fairy maiden stuff. It's like cat girl maids, and you collect them and be like, now fight against our dark lord enemies, or something. I don't know this. Oh, okay. I am reminded of the, um... Mini game in what was it? It's it Is was it Final Fantasy. No, it's in Yakuza Six or Judgment, mm -hmm. where it's um, going and watching like women in bikinis wrestling each other. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, maybe they're also like dressed as bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in um, Yakuza. Kawami, I think there's that as well. Yeah. yeah, and there was like a rock paper scissors yeah. system, and it's like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, and yeah, it was Zero or Kawami because it was like, I'm I'm here because I need to finish the five billionaires subplot. Yeah, but I don't really know what I'm looking at right now. It's literally like they're like one's a stag beetle, one's a dung beetle, yeah. one's like, and they're all real beetles. And like the act, like the rare cards that you get, yeah. it's like it's rare because it's the beetle, not the woman. <laughs> There's either a lot of like cultural context for this system I'm missing, or this is just really weird. Yeah, and it's like literally they're like, ah. Oh. I suppose it's probably like, uh, of course, I watched the recent uh, um, ActionButton.com Tim Rogers review of um, oh, what's that fucking game called? Um, of course you did. <laughs> I don't even know what the game is. Uh, uh, have you not watched it? No, not yet. Uh, it's is it Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, Boku no Yatsumi, mm -hmm. which um, he goes in uh, Natsuyasumi, sorry, Boku no Natsuyasumi, uh -huh. uh, in which uh, there is like an extensive uh, 
you're like a young boy having a summer vacation in this game and there's like a really elaborate like beetle fighting mini game you can participate in i think that is a thing that kids in japan do is like collect beetles and then make them fight Fight each other to the death potentially or maybe just like in a sort of sumo environment uh Hmm. not to give too much away but there is a future part of jojo's bizarre adventure that beetle battling does feature in is this just a thing? Like, are we missing some crucial element of Japanese culture that is, bro, I got home. So I, I guess it's beetle. like that, but the Beatles are women. It's like that, but the Beatles are women. There's so many ways I could take that statement. It's like the bloody movie yesterday, you know, but the Beatles are women. Uh, you ruined it. <laughs> okay, we are way off track. Norwegian Beetle. Okay. Norwegian Beetle. Here we go. What is that? Like Norwegian wood, but Norwegian beetle. Yeah, but what's that? Well, it's like if Norwegian wood is like a commentary on like sexual freedom in Japan. Is it? I don't really know what that is. Norwegian wood? Yeah. It's um, a Murakami book. It's like his big big breakout hit where this kid is like, I was sad. I knew the name sounded vaguely familiar. Yeah. It's like literally most of the book is this dude being like, and then I was sad again. And I was like, just shut up. That's most Murakami books though. Yeah, but like... This one is just like a normal everyday thing. And at what the end, like? he's like, yeah, I feel like I should have sex. And this older lady's like, well, let's have sex then. And then they do. And they're like, great, we did it. Man, every Murakami book I've read has been like pretty good, like exploration of modern ennui and also some like vague magical realism yeah. stuff. But then there's always just like a chapter where it gets real weird about a woman's body. Yeah, well, you know, it's Murakami. <laughs> like um, He did run a jazz club. Um, in color- colorless Sukuru Tazaki and his years of pilgrimage. Uh, is that the one with the fridge line? Don't think so. Oh, okay. This is the one where the guy spends like the whole book being like, I had four friends in high school and they all did really well, uh, but I kind of drifted apart from them. And mm. not, we're not really friends anymore. So I'm going to check in with each of them. And then at the end of the book, their friends are like, oh yeah, we always liked you the most. <laughs> but I was always the plain one. Yeah, that's why we liked you the most. Huh. Wow, I guess I am a guy after all. The end. <laughs> Maybe it's just the way, it's the journey, not the destination, where you try to explain one of Murakami's books and it's like, yeah, so this book is about um, him talking about like running. It's like, oh, so. That's wh- like a memoir, though. That's different. Yeah, but then you try to explain what he says and they're like, yeah, but what's it about? It's like, well, it's about running. It's like, yeah, but what about running? It's like, well, like, it's called what, what we talk about when I talk about running or something. You would assume there's more than or just what talking I think ab- about when I think about running yeah. or something like that. It's like what I talk about when I talk about running, except it's just, he just talks about running. There's good anecdotes in that book if you like running, which oh, I do. It's real good. It's a lot of life lessons that make you go, oh, well, a lot about running. Nick, we have made no progress on this recap <laughs> in probably about 10 minutes now. Okay. So, um, he's he's declared this woman a bitch type and that he'll call her bitch. He bribes the guard who doesn't notice because he's an invisible ghost. Which we will find out soon. Yes. And then he walks over to the woman and is like, hey, baby, you want to go to the cafe? And then maybe afterwards we can find a corner and she, fool around. She's not a baby type. <laughs> of course, the um, five types of women are... Uh, bitch, baby, beautiful, busty, and um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a word for dead that's not that starts with B. Bisected? Yeah, sure, why not? Nick, I love your improv. I was, of course, going to list the names of the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Look, which off the top of my head are baby, posh, ginger. Ginger, of course, being a personality archetype. Scary, uh... And sporty. Mmm. I don't like sporty. I don't like that. Posh, I can deal with if she's willing to spend money on me, though. 
because then I can like sign a prenup and be all like, hey, hey. And if you're into baby, you should go to jail. Yup. <laughs> so he like lays his hand on her shoulder and gets in behind her and is like, hey, yeah, let's get, let's get, let's get freaky, baby. She's not responding at all until until he touches her and then she immediately knees the other random guy next to her in the gut so hard that blood comes out of his mouth and she's all like, fuck you, you creep. Don't fucking touch me without giving me money. I'll kill you. Uh, and then Sportsmax, like not realizing no one has a real brain genius guy here. <laughs> He's like, "You shit! You can't touch her without giving her money. I'll kill you." Uh, then he kicks him so hard that he flies into the air. And from her perspective, we see him seemingly without provocation or fly into the air. Yeah. Uh, then we cut back to our heroes chasing after him, uh, and they're like, "Oh, he must have escaped the pipe." Blah blah blah. Uh, and then we use that tra- to transition to Sportsmax. The woman and the guy uh, moving. He's dragging the guy's body into the mausoleum. And she's like, whoa, I hey. guess this guy's just fucking dead. Well, he will Or be. at least stunned. Yeah. Uh, drag- and so she thinks he's just like crawling in there and she's following him like, hey, it was just a kick. It wasn't that bad. It was only a kick. It was only a kick. And now we see Sportsmax is like translucent and invisible to everyone else uh, and he's like he was looking down on you you can't let him do that or it's over for you do whatever it takes to make him pay up look I'll search him for you and he finds money in his sleeve and she's like oh, oh so yeah. you will pay me okay we can do something then. and then starts taking off his pants Sportsmax does yep. that is uh, and she's like oh what right here oh okay and then Sportsmax has like it's searching him for goods mm-hmm. so yeah, she's he's turned him upside down and he's like shaking him by his bare legs so from her perspective the guy has just like taken Taken off his pants without using his hands at all. Basically, uh, started doing a handstand. Another stand. real brain genius moment. Yeah. Started doing a handstand without using. Not even his a hands. handstand. Just like he, he, all of his weight would be on his upper torso and neck, and yep. then his naked legs are just splayed around in the air and, and just and gyrating up and down. She's like, "Hey, man, I don't really go into that kinky shit." <laughs> and then he finds drugs. Drugs. Uh, it was good that he died. <laughs> It's a, a little, just like, music, like kind of like an instrument case. Yeah, it's actually really nice yeah. when you look at it. Real, real, like, real, like high quality make. Yeah, like good uh, classy and drugs. And there is a syringe in there and two vials of liquid. Uh, so he pulls it out, he's like, oh yes, that's the good shit I wanted. I'll I need be that having high. that. And he injects it into himself, but then out of holes in his arms starts to spew rank sewage water. And he's like, I remember, I'm an invisible corpse. And the lady's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Where did this sewage water come from? She goes to run away, but then Sportsmax is consumed by the hunger <gasps> and uh, bites her head off. Vampire the Requiem. <laughs> Speak on that. The hunger. Isn't that the thing that takes over vampires? Oh man, I haven't played those games much. Or is it the beast or something? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, he's consumed by bloodlust. I wasn't thirsty. I just wanted to devour something. I'm a fucking zombie. Yes, the brains. That's what I want. So he uh, eats her brains. And declares that he's got to get revenge on the younger sister of Gloria Costello. Because uh, he's a zombie now. Yep. He's just covered in blood. He looks fucking metal as shit. I'm into it. Yep. Good times. At this time, our heroes arrive and they're like, shit, a corpse. Um, Foo Fighters is nowhere to be seen. No, she just didn't come. Because she hasn't got a leg. Yep. (laughs) Taking some time to stitch her leg back on. To plankton. Yep. Did he plank on a new leg? Wouldn't it be great if (laughs) Foo Fighters sounded like plankton from SpongeBob? What does plankton sound like? Jolene, I'm doing opposites today. Is. Because, like, hang on, <laughs> hang on, wait, wait, but 
Okay, so so Foo Fighters is inside Etro, Etro, but could have a different voice. Yeah, there's no reason why. I mean, they were she hmm. Foo Fighters spoke before it they merged with Etro's body. That's true, but it sounded weird and doubly and it sounded and like then, a stand, you know. Yeah, but right now she could sound like Plankton. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're going to do it, but you never know. I mean, they haven't. We know they haven't. Well, I mean, let's, uh, you know, <laughs> in the patch notes, maybe they'll... Why am I thinking anime is a video game now? They're basically the same thing. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, which is basically an anime. Yeah, it's a good anime, though. I'm enjoying it. Mm. Would you recommend it? I would never recommend anyone play an MMORPG. <laughs> you and no one else on this planet who plays MMOs <laughs> would recommend that you do not play an MMO. Mm. It's really weird because, like, you're a solo player of MMOs. Well, to the extent that I can. Yeah, and then you'll be like, oh, I have joined a trade. guild because you get XP and get and money bonuses for mm. doing that. Yeah, but other than that, I don't really engage with other people much. Yeah, I mean, why would you? I'm here for the story, you know. Yeah, as many stories as I can consume. <laughs> I'm just here for the narrative. I am of JoJo's bizarre adventure. Did he bite her to death? Are human teeth capable of such a vicious attack? <gasps> we never see the bite. He's no longer human, neither in intelligence nor morals. <gasps> it's a direct quote. I love the idea that humans have just inbuilt intelligence and morals. Mm-hmm. Not like that alligator. No. And not like a living corpse. He's no longer an alligator, neither in intelligence <laughs> or morals. He's so far beneath that alligator morals. He's merely an invisible corpse. A zombie, if you will. Oh, what does it even mean? Anyway. So they're like, yeah, but he's got a disc. So we need to get that to figure out what Wyatt Snake's up to. So we're going in. Jolene, uh, and Hermes, of course, is super horny for, for revenge. Mm, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. That's what Polnareff taught us. Revenge is good and getting it improves your life. <laughs> so we're doing that storyline in two episodes. Yeah. Jolene does the big web of threads again. Uh... But now she accounts for 3D space because he can be on the walls or ceilings. And, uh, very smart. Unfortunately, they've already lost. Yes, well, not quite yet. Uh, First, Jolene picks up on some movement. Uh, There's a a couple of big kicks in this episode where they use both their stand leg and regular leg. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jolene's doing one now and it's really cool and I like it. Mm -hmm. She kicks an arm and breaks it, but because it's an invisible corpse, not a person, the broken arm just grabs her leg. So she goes ham on the invisible corpse, thinks she's beaten Sportsmax, but it's not Sportsmax, it's the invisible corpse ghost of the woman he killed. Ah, it all makes sense. And Hermes is like, you fool! It was a decoy! Don't you get it? We're in... The mausoleum. Oh my god, the prison graveyard they all have. Oh my god! That means the the corp the corpses invisible are gonna just come out of the, the coffins that are covered in stone and not in like a morgue or some sanitary conditions. And they did. And and they do! And Hermes does this big monologue about how like this is between me and Sportsmax. It's my personal desire of revenge that's gonna get us through this. Even if there are dozens of invisible zombies in this very room, as they could be in any room. <gasps> any room could have invisible zombies? I mean, it makes sense. Like, at this point, they both want revenge on each other. Mm-hmm. They know he's in this room. Yep. He's invisible. Like, best odds they're going to have. Yeah. It's like if they run out, they'll probably never find him again. Or he'll just kill them when they can't see him yeah. and don't know he's there. With literal hundreds of invisible yeah. zombies. Now or never, really. This is how you end a zombie apocalypse, by finding zombie zero, killing Yeah, then all the others crumble into dust. Exactly. When you arrest the zombie god, the others will fall into line. It's like War of the Worlds. It's like EDF-5. 
Uh, EDF. I can't believe we killed we God. Ki- spoilers. Spoilers Sorry. for EDF 5. You do murder God. <laughs> or something that they call God. Jolene spends the rest of the fight shooting out a tiny piece of thread to go find FF. So they do? Yep. And also she's got her web up. Oh yeah, her 3D web. Yeah. But it's crumbling bit by bit. As dozens or fives of zombies <laughs> approach. <laughs> Uh, slowly but steadily. There's about seven in the room. Yeah. And they're like, we're doomed. There's seven zombos in the room. Invisible corpses. Feral. Nightmarish. Demons from the deep. And then there's this big monologue about how like, hey, some people will say that revenge won't bring my sister back and that I should live and let live. Twang. But but fuck that. Twang. I'm here to get revenge and I'm gonna get it, baby. Twang goes another thread. Mm Mm-hmm. She, uh, like, does a big monologue about how, like, you know, her family and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, eventually we get through all of that. Yeah. And Hermes is like, I'm going to fight. And then gets bitten by, like, all Yeah, Hermes' winning gambit is to stand perfectly still and let, let like, five zombies bite her all over her body. And but then she's like... She keeps where? standing still. But where will he strike from? Of course, he'll bite my head. And he does. Uh, and she, she's like, aha, I saw it coming. I used my sticker to duplicate my head. And you bit a huge chunk out of the duplicate. And now that I know where you are, I'll swing my beefy stand arm uh, and catch you right in the torso. Or so you think, loser. Because Invisible Zombie Sports Max has ripped off his own head and held it in his hand at arm's length so he can bite her head, leaving no torso underneath from which to be struck. <gasps> oh my god, it's the perfect Plan. And he's like, ah, just like when you trapped me in that pipe, I knew you'd use that sticker to copy an object. Ah, classic. So <laughs> I don't don't really follow this reasoning here. So quote, just like when you trapped me in that pipe, I knew uh-huh. you'd use that sticker to copy an object. After all, I am already dead. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's how he's saying he's saying that's how he learnt. And then he yeah. says, he's as he continues his monologue, he says, "You can't hear my voice, but I'll say it anyway. I'll say it for the listeners at home." Stares at camera. <laughs> he talks about how like it's your sister's fault for seeing my crimes, and then flashback to him having his goon choke her to death in an alleyway. Hmm. Uh, and then you know he's all like, "Yeah, so you have to die." Yeah. And as he keeps talking, Hermes is like getting bit by zombies and immediately punching them in the face, somehow detecting they're not the one she's after. Yeah, I was like, "How does she know?" Um so then he puts his head back on his body and he says, "Even if I eat your brains and stuff the shit in your guts into your emptied skull, mm-hmm. I will never get over what you did to me." And then he goes in for the final bite. She's been um collapsed. He peels the sticker off her head. Yep. Uh, the the shock of her head forming back together knocks her over. Mm. He and heaps of other zombies are leaping over her. He's like in midair, but he's made a, a crucial error. He bit off a chunk of that head before, and that chunk shoots out, like claws its way out of his esophagus or upper chest. Mm-hmm. And she's like, aha, I can't see you, but I can see the chunk of my head coming out of you right now. I know exactly where you are. I just need to aim slightly higher. And I'm going to quote this. This weird word. At the... Metagarsal line? Mid-satigial plane of your face. What the fuck is that? Biology Corner with Jojo's World. Hi, welcome to Biology Corner. In breaking news, plants exist. I'm sceptical. Look out the window, Liam. 
Wait, you have a plant right here. <laughs> I can't see it. Oh no. In anatomy, mm -hmm. the sagittal plane or longitudinal longitudinal plane okay. is an anatomical plane which divides the body into right and left parts. Mm. So it's down the center line, essentially. Right. How does uh, Hermes know that word? She's a smart lady. She was going to go to college until her sister got murdered. Mm, that's true. I did go to what is the college. equivalent of college. I went to college to be a freshman and then a sophomore, then a junior and then a senior. How's that working out for you? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> Turns out we're in a recession. Interest rates going up. But I do got this you. They don't, they don't say you, they say truck. Oh, I got a truck. How big's the truck? Yeah, big enough that it costs a lot to run. Why don't you just buy a small car? I would die before that happens. That was my experience in America. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was literally me living in the middle of nowhere in Nevada being like, why don't you just get a small car? They're like, the hell you, are you? You take that back, boy. Yeah. Are you impinging on my freedom? No, I just, I don't. Why would you use so much fuel? Like, it sounds like you could just save money. Hermes wins. <laughs> <laughs> she and her stand both kick Sports Max in the invisible head. They knock some of his teeth out with the force of their kick. And then attach the sticker onto him mid-kick. Why? And thereby duplicating his head and taking one of the heads with him and using it as a magnet. So what she does mm -hmm. is she pulls the sticker off the head she's holding, mm -hmm. which pulls the head attached to the body towards him. She can punch it again, <gasps> which applies another sticker through her stand. And she just keeps doing that and saying, Take this and this for Gloria. Yeah, just like the song. Oh. And she does that over and over again. Uh, Some smooth animation she's, happening. She's remembering her sister and her, her father and doing big punchies. And uh, eventually Sports Max's invisible ghost explodes in glorious golden light. All of the other zombies crumble to dust and Gloria's ghost comes down and hugs Hermes from behind. Uh, and then disappears. Yeah. Uh, just classic Jojo's golden heaven death light. <laughs> uh, and she, Gloria ascends to heaven. Uh, Hermes turns around and is in, and is crying and she's like, I don't know why I'm crying. I want to hug you right now and just cry, but uh, but I'm dying. Much, I don't know how much longer I got and she just collapses. Yep. And then Foo Fighters arrived. He's like, don't worry, everyone, I'll heal you. Um, and then uh, two they, discs yeah. fall to the ground and they did it. Sports Max, stand name Limp Viscuit, annihilated. 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 Hey, it's me, Limp Viscuit, annihilated. Okay, that's a name. After the credits... Oh yeah, that was the whole episode. Yeah. After the credits, uh, we basically bring us out of the flashback these whole two episodes were in, mm -hmm. uh, back up to when Jolene is arrested and put into the maximum security house unit. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, she's all like, I remember what has to be done. So basically what's happened is they reviewed the disc, realised they need to go there, and uh, she has stayed there to get arrested and FF and Hermes have left. Right. And there's just this dead woman on the ground. Yep. Um, a bunch of invisible corpses, dust, I guess. <laughs> Jolene, we found you in a room with six invisible corpses. Are you going to tell us what happened there? I'll tell you in hell. Into solitary confinement. And she's resolutely eating the bread that's covered in cockroaches, being like, I know what I need to do here. It's bread. We don't, but she does. To be continued. <laughs> so, Nick. Yes. What were our highlights and lowlights for Kiss, and Love, Kiss of Love and Revenge Part 2? My highlight is probably going to be... I mean, just because it's utterly ridiculous is just the bit where... Um, He's coming out into the corridor, not realising he's a ghost yet. 
it's classic JoJo's farce with like a, yeah. a stand power that doesn't, someone doesn't really understand going on. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Just, just being like, she's a bitch type. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, my highlight is a glorious golden ghost explosion. <laughs> <laughs> just a real... Oh, the ghosts win. There were some great colour palette shifts in this episode too, actually. Some good alt Jolene colours. Yeah, yeah. Just shout out. Honourable mention. Good stuff. Low light. She's a real bitch type. <laughs> um, I want to say my low light's actually probably uh, him getting out of the pipe. Because even though it led to things that were like, oh, yes. Just being like, no, he's still alive. It's like, what? He wasn't, what? though. He was dead. Well, he's dead, but it's like he's still alive, you know? He's still out there as a threat. Mm. And it's like, oh, I thought we just dealt with... Oh, oh okay. It's weird. All right, then. My low light is Jolene in the climax. There she, there wasn't anything in particular incapacitated her as far as I could see. Mm. She was just lying on the ground the whole time being like, I'm getting FF. Yeah, she was getting FF. <laughs> her whole left shoulder had been taken a chunk out of, you know? I don't know. I feel like our girl Jolene could have uh, could have punched some Zambos. Mm, that's true. But where were they? Mm, that's the hard thing. If yeah. only she had some sort of web of strings she could use to detect that them. That were literally snapping yeah. as she saw them coming. <laughs> it's impossible to say. So, Nick. Yes. That brings us to the end of this episode. So I want to ask you, um, Jolene has condemned herself to the maximum security ultra high definition house unit. Mm, the maximum definition house security underground zone based on things that she saw on sports max's disc mm. uh father poochie and white snake are still up to their old tricks what That's will happen good. next time oh and of course hermes has achieved her revenge that is the reason for her being in this prison mm -hmm. what will happen next time on jojo's bizarre adventure part six stone ocean in the episode entitled ultra security house unit I don't know what I expected. <laughs> um, okay, so, so... Lest we forget, Jolene is in the Ultra Security House unit with a bunch of Jokers and Two-Faces. And cockroaches and bread. Yep. So she's there for some reason that ye oldie Sports Max knows. Huh. What would he know? He was talking with Father Pucci. Yeah, but... He had a mission to go to the bone in the chapel. But what does that have to do with going to high security area prison? Like, what does that have to do with that? <laughs> like, what... Maybe it's something to do with Father Pucci was there with someone else, maybe? Or or he passed by someone or knew someone that is now in the high security prison area, maybe? Maybe? Maybe. And so she's like, hey, you, I know you. Let me build a rapport with you. Ah, in, in this place where we're all in single solitary cells. Exactly. But you can still hear each you other. You can still throw your shit Exactly, exactly. You can feel a deep connection. Jolene wins the shit-throwing contest. <laughs> Hey, you see that guard over there? I can fling my shit at him. You can't. Hey! So building where, rapport. Maybe a broader question. Where do you think we're going in part six then? Well, we got to near in on Poochie. Yeah, so goals at the moment. Yeah. Get the Jotaro mind disc back. Yep. Stop Father Poochie from doing whatever it is he's doing vis-a-vis -vis attaining heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, which is in a notebook. That. Which Jotaro read and then burned and mm. Poochie has access to all of Jotaro's memories yes. on a disc. Which... He may or may not have already accessed the right one, but now it's a matter of like, great, now I need to actually attain heaven. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's something like, something like the arrow, which may or may not show up again. Well, I feel like the discs of stand powers are kind of fulfilling the same narrative yeah. role that the arrow has yeah. in part four, for instance. But like the arrow showed up in both part four. In fact, it showed up in part three as well, didn't it? 
No. Briefly? Okay. Well, it showed up in part four, and then it showed up again in part five to do the ultra stand. And stuff. at the start. Uh, yes. Black so, Sabbath, remember? Very vaguely. If Giorno let the candle go out in his mafia initiation ritual, mm. then the stand Black Sabbath would emerge and stab him with an arrow. This was meant to give him a stand or kill him if he was unworthy, but he already had a stand, so he was like, shit. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. Not sure. Maybe... Because I'm thinking it might have something to do with attaining heaven is getting that arrow and doing something with the arrow. But I'm not sure what that would be that we haven't already done. Yeah, we've already shot a beam that turns things into scorpions and condemned a man to endless death over and over again and done a Groundhog Day scenario. So, Well, I mean, the end is always going to be something to do with time, obviously. Like, Mm. every single That is the pattern. Yeah, every villain that we've had, except for one and two, have had something to do with time bullshit. Yep. So that's going to happen again. But uh, why is she in there? What's going on? What oh, are you Paul- up to, Jolene Cujo? Yeah, and Polar is still a tortoise, so... That's true. Yeah. So what's his goal? What's his part in this? Yeah. He's a tortoise in Italy. But how's he going to get involved? Yeah. And now he's working for Giorno, I guess? Yeah. Um, God, what the fuck? So maybe it's something like she's down here... To access some hidden chamber? Or did Polnareff die when the body swap was undone? It doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, maybe, I swear, it's either going to be she has to talk to someone who knows Poochie so that she can get towards Poochie. Or she has to tunnel her way, Shawshank Redemption style, <laughs> into the chapel which might be nearby. I think, that's what, I think that's what you said last time, yeah. Yeah, so something along those lines. But what gets me is we have how many episodes left? Of... Of, of chap- this pat of this batch, uh, ten ish. I don't think we're gonna build a tunnel in like two episodes. She's gonna stand though. Yeah, but I don't think threads are gonna help <laughs> dig. Although punching might. Yeah, punching. Uh, but she's not gonna try and escape. Like, she's not gonna be like I've escaped from. Not until she gets punch. that disc. Certainly. Yeah, exactly. She had the opportunity to leave when she and her dad were escaping. Maybe it's to meet someone who has the means of helping, or maybe it's to do with baseball boy. Maybe there's something to do with baseball boy. That is going to happen down here. That's like in the past that she can use. What the fuck are you it's, saying? You know how Baseball Boy was like, oh, I can go into this weird past. I can go into yeah. the ghosts of rooms. Yeah, the ghosts of... Yeah, that's the one. So like an old version of this room. Oh, okay. Yeah, like in the past. The maximum security house unit used to be the prison's computer center where they kept all their records. Pretty much, right? It could be something like that, but I have no idea. Well, we'll find out next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean as part of the JoJo's World Recreation... No... Center for good anime podcasting. JoJo's JR. Nah, it's nothing. It's no acronym. But until then, to, to be, be continued. continued.